and we're back on Butt Naked Hallmark. This is it, guys. We've hit the mother load. <laughs> Patty, we did eight movies. And can I just say, we've been on top of it. Like, the whole time, we were doing the assignment. <laughs> we were quite good, Chinga. We were watching it on the day they were released. Um, mm-hmm. It's called Fun Employment for me, and I'm able to do this. But... <laughs> You know what? Thanksgiving. I am grateful for this time to watch eight movies. It was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. And I think we need to start getting into (laughs) it because we've got a lot to talk about. We're beginning with our first naughty for the week. Our Christmas mural starring Alex Paxton Beasley and Patty's favorite, Dan Janot. (laughs) Olivia is a single mom who returns home for Christmas. Her mom secretly enters her into a mural contest. She wins, but partners with teacher Will to create a Christmas masterpiece. In Filipino, this movie was walang ka-amor, amor. <laughs> amor being love. Uh, there, there, there's no love for this movie at all. Because, I mean, even with the title, like when, when the movies were first released and I saw our Christmas mural, I was like, what the hell is this? It was a bad script, a bad idea to begin with. And then we get two people who just, <laughs> we, we don't like <laughs> to begin with. I, I don't know Alex Paxton Beastie. Uh, see, Dan hasn't historically no. given us anything. Never. So, yeah, I I didn't, you know what I was thinking here? Maybe one of the other people that I didn't like could have actually served this better. Sarah Ramos could have. (laughs) Then at least I would have been hate watching it. But what I ended up doing with our Christmas mural was just having it in the background and working on another tab the the entire time. Uh, she's a single mom. There was a kid. Uh, he's a teacher. There were more kids. <laughs> I like art, but not this much. <laughs> it is a recipe for disaster. So when I was looking at this Alex Paxton Beasley girl, she reminded me of like an older Sadie Sink, but mm-hmm. make her like B-grade Hallmark. Oh my God, I'm terrible. This is horrible. We're supposed to be starting the week off <laughs> on niceness, no, but let's, no. Let's it's get the naughty out of the yeah, way. Yeah, I... Literally, my only notes are Dan Genot strikes again. (laughs) (laughs) At least he didn't have an accent this time, Yeah, at least this is how he really sounds. Honestly, we always have this, like, portion where, like, how could this have been better? And I just put here, you can't. (laughs) What? (laughs) No, I mean, honestly, the the plot was kind of weird of, like, you get to build, you get to do a mural, but your mom enters you, so you get inspired again. Uh, it's like so what exactly the stakes were not there the people were not giving uh, too many children and just too little fucks to give especially because there were eight I get that they can't all be bangers but this was clearly the weakest link and uh, sorry not sorry our Christmas mural I just want to like vandalize this wall I have a question though sure was Ben Ayers here? Did he do a yes. cameo? Yes, Benjamin was Ayers him. was the boss in the start. You see, I also don't like Benjamin Ayers. <laughs> <laughs> so not even the cameo could have saved this movie for me. I said my piece. Oh, well. <laughs> anyway, moving on. We've got more on the naughty, but not quite naughty. To be fair, that was the only one where I was like, eh. And then again... Here's our second movie. Our second movie is Catch Me If You Claws on Countdown to Christmas Still, starring Italia Ricci and Luke McFarlane. Avery Quinn is an aspiring news anchor who's finally getting her big break on her station's Christmas morning newscast. But that's put in jeopardy when she captures an intruder in her home wearing a red suit claiming to be Chris, Santa's son, who, who's on his first mission. A night of adventure ensues as they find themselves being pursued by the police, as well as some shady characters. Along the way, they connect over living in the shadow of their parents and inspire each other to go after their dreams. This had potential because Luke McFarlane, we we love him, we like him. Anytime he plays gay or straight, I'm there. And Italia Ricci was back to, and again, this is not a knock on mothers at all. Pregnancy is beautiful and amazing and moms are heroes, but the last time we saw her, she was clearly in the middle of something, something. And now she's back to um, pre, uh, pre-partum Italia. We know in love. Exactly. <laughs> uh, 
this movie was all over the place. There were way too many plot points. It felt like a buddy comedy more than a romance. And I'm hoping it's it should be a romance. I want to be swept off my feet. Even the comedies this week, like Call Out the Holly, still had a bit of romance or a bit more than this. The only thing I want to call out in the in the field called Other Noteworthy, I put she's not Manas, but... That's not that's not what I Manas is bloated, guys. No, I mean obviously the tropes here are living up to parents' expectations, you know, getting that dream job, blah blah blah. Alphas trying to be, you know, alphas. It's it's sad to me because they're both good individually, but I don't know why I just wasn't feeling it as much. I think it was because of the many, 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 many plot points from like her trying to get the job, him trying to not fuck up Christmas, the magical realism, the theater dinner theater in you know indoctrination so that she could use the fucking phone like the 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 crime couple that was mistaken as them the kidnapping the there was just too much the one thing i was like ooh hello is that i heard that lifetime channel finally had a sex scene in one of their in one of their hallmark movies this christmas sex scene i put it in quote and quotes um but this was the first i think where we see a major makeout um in the car and that to me was like the hottest I've seen it. And if you take it out of this movie, it could have been so much more. I'm thinking like Bethany Joy Lenz and um, Vector Webster and Five Star Christmas. That would have been super hot. <laughs> but instead, we get these two people who I could give two shits about because what a freaking movie. But it was a pretty long makeout scene. And to give context to anyone that's just dropping in here, basically, they were trying to not get caught by God knows who those were. Were they the bad guys, the cops? I don't know. And so she straddles his lap in the front of a pickup. And they make out. And I'm like, what is happening? Am I still in Hallmark land? I'm all for it. I was just jarred considering how much I was so uninterested in the movie. Italia and Luke could have done well. <sighs> it's just that they got saddled with this movie. And it's not even the fact, like, we're not even we're not even talking about how she's supposed to fall in love with Santa Claus no. here. Because <laughs> that could have that still could have worked. Yeah. It still could have worked with Luke. Yeah, but they made this too much of a Home Alone movie, yeah. like a taper. It felt like tangled a lot. Where she she finds him in her home, and you know she has that um, UV light, light ah, and she's yeah, trying yeah. to, you know, she she ties his hands up and everything. Help. It felt like a cartoon, yeah. it's like a kid movie with a makeout scene. With a makeout scene, <laughs> there, there are there are very uh, there are standouts. I think like um, them. In the kidnap scene, for example, they, they start holding hands when they're yeah. sitting on chairs back to back, and that was sweet. But it couldn't it couldn't save this. Um, I hope Italia doesn't go away. I, I, I yeah. hope she stays, um, you know, among the Hallmark ladies, and I hope Luke doesn't go away either. He was so ripped. Yeah, that's what I like. like Jacked. What? Yeah. Like, whoa, Santa. <laughs> <We're> like, whoa. <laughs> Guys, when we start noticing the physical attributes in detail of the stars, you know we're not paying attention to the plot, which makes me sad because I feel like they were hyping this movie. So they always have like the the 7 a.m. movie and the 9 a.m. movie. And this was the 9 a.m. movie, right? So it, or I think so, yeah. So it just made me sad that like, or I don't know, I actually don't know anymore. I, I'm confused. But I mean, the fact that they saved this for, for the Thanksgiving yeah. meant that they were... Building it up to be something that it just wasn't. Oh well, Papel. Oh well. Okay, <laughs> let's move on to Miracles of Christmas from Countdown to Christmas and talk about A Season for Family. Starring Brendan Penny, Stacey Farber, Benjamin Jacob, and... It Azure doesn't Galman. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Maddie's adopted son, Wesley, has just one Christmas wish to meet his brother, Cody, who was adopted into a different family. Cody's father, Paul, is a widower who is not ready to have this conversation with his son, so he turns down a meeting. However, circumstances bring the two brothers unknowingly together, and they become fast friends while sparks fly between Maddie and Paul. Miracles of Christmas always brings the drama. It always brings... Adoption, <laughs> autism, <laughs> death. The three A's of the apocalypse. The big guns. <laughs> um, it also brought Brendan Penny. And everybody knows Brendan Penny is one of my top, 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 top guys. And I've missed him because we don't have Chesapeake Shores anymore. And um, yeah, so seeing him as a dad, 
was it was okay. <laughs> I didn't have complaints. Uh, this was a kid centric movie, but we do get romance. Um, I mean, what are the chances that you know hot dad meets cute mom? And their adopted sons are brothers. <laughs> this this can only happen in Hallmark. And um, <laughs> uh, the, the kids didn't... You know what? The kids didn't bother me here. Oh. The drama didn't bother me here. I, I think it was cute. I think, I think Brendan Penny was a little... I don't know. Shall we say um, weak for not wanting to... You know, tell his kid that mm. number one, he's adopted, and number two, he's actually he actually knows his brother in real life. Because they, in the in the end, we find out the kid knew all along, and I think kids are smarter than we give them credit for because they can pick, pick up on cues. And you know, parents try to shield them from all this stuff, but uh, they know what's going on. I think uh, uh, Stacy Farber was a refreshing uh, face to see. I loved her in Butler's in Love and it was sad that she didn't get like a comedy this season. Yeah. Instead, she got like a very dramatic movie instead. But I, I think uh, she was a good pick with Brendan Penny. They they made this easier to watch because I think if they had given this movie to Dan Chanot, <laughs> then it would have been insufferable. But you know what? I paid attention the whole time. Thank you, Brendan Penny. <laughs> um, I have no problem with the kids' movie. So this is this could actually rank higher on my list. But given you know eight movies, it's it's at number three. I really wanted to root for this movie. We love Brendan Penny, who, by the way, is uh, has a height of 1.83 meters. And this is what drove me into this spiral of, I'm like, this guy's really tall. But then I think it was a height differential with Stacey Farber from Butlers in Love, which we loved. The first moment they showed Stacey Farber here, and she's still working in a hotel, it really felt like a cinematic universe of hotels for Stacey Farber. And I felt like this was like the second movie in her like Wedding Veil trilogy type, where she graduated from the Butler Academy and now she's actually like a GM in her own hotel. So that felt kind of cute in my head. Guys, I'm making up stories in my head now about <laughs> the movies. That's how mm, this one was. The kids uh, were not terrible, but what bothered me about this, and maybe you've mentioned this, is that Brendan Penny's sister in this movie is his love interest in oh, Chesapeake yeah. Shores. <laughs> Holy shit. Forgot about Sarah. And, and you know what I hate? Is that they didn't... They, I knew she wasn't the love interest here, right? But they were, like, dragging the reveal that she was the sister. Of like, is Taylor yeah. coming? Or something like that, right? And I'm like, uh, I thought it's Stacey Farber. So it couldn't have been like, oh, here's the mom, right? Because, again, adoption yeah, I thought, story. I thought she could have been the mom. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on, you guys? I don't need extra layers. I do like her relationship. By her, I mean Maddie. Maddie's relationship with her dad, trying to get her a job, nepotism in the hotel <laughs> industry. It's everywhere, you guys. There was, I felt there was a bit too much kid, but again, it is an adoption story, so I guess not too bad. Could have been better, uh, but I, I also expected this out of MOC. So they're, they're delivering. They're delivering on what I'm expecting of them. And at least it came in a palatable pair of Brendan Penny and Stacey Farber. Um, Good question. Yes. What do you prefer? A world record Christmas or, or this one? Interesting. I like world record Christmas. Okay. Because I really like Nikki DeLoach. Okay. Um, I have a soft spot for her. She was in Mickey Mouse Club with JC Chazé. Mm -hmm. And that alone... <laughs> They should bring J.C. Chazé into Hallmark. Right? He needs yeah. to clean up, though, I have to say. Um, I, I, saw this <laughs> I saw this Twitter thread of, like, uh, name a random couple, celeb couple that never left your mind. And it was, like, J.C. and Eva Longoria. Do you remember that? No. And I was like, yes. And I was they like, oh, my God. That. So, anyway, we're tangentially getting out of hand here. But I did prefer uh, World Record Christmas okay. because one child... <laughs> <laughs> that at least had a purpose. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to these adopted kids. I'm sure they're perfectly fine, but yeah. Uh, okay. Well, here we are. <laughs> um, our last movie of the, I guess, naughties, if we were to really lump them all into a bag of coal, and it pains me to say this is in the naughties because, again, we are judging on a curve, is Christmas in Notting Hill starring Sarah Ramos and William Mosley. 
Famous soccer star Graham Savoy has always been too busy for love, but when he comes to Notting Hill for Christmas, he changes his mind after meeting Georgia, a visiting American and the one person who has no idea who he is. Oh God, this is my hotline, holiday hotline trope, Mm -hmm. magnificent Mm -hmm. extravaganza. If you guys don't know, I have another podcast called Stalking Spurs where I talk about football, um, uh, US, not US football, uh, soccer, soccer. And so this was a soccer movie, one. It felt like fanfic come to life, okay? These are like my soccer stories in my head come to life. Two, it is set in Notting Hill, London. I love a fascination with a foreign land. Three, I love a Notting Hill story. This is Notting Hill, but make it Hallmark, but gender roles reversed, wherein the star or the celebrity is the man and the normie is the woman. And they switched, I guess, nationalities too because the Brit is the celeb and the American is the normie. So it has all my favorite tropes, okay? And that's why it didn't make it. Do good for me. I have to say, I did screenshot one scene in the very beginning where William Mosey goes, we're starting against Tottenham next week. And Tottenham is the team of support. So this was super like wild. I sent that screenshot to my cousin Acid, who I am forcing to watch this movie and maybe we'll have time later for her to give her thoughts on it. I don't know. We'll see if we can sneak that in. Honestly, the whole time, not that I have anything against Sarah Ramos. Whoops, I do. I kind of wish the sister of Sarah Ramos was the lead girl. She was cute. She had this like very like edgy, classy American yeah, in London. Bob. Yeah, with the yeah. bob, right? Uh, yeah. Like a 70s mod girl, like an E.G. E. Sedwick or whatever. But anyway, she obviously is dating Will Graham Savoy's brother, which we all knew clearly when they were trying to do the reveal. Some cute stuff about it. Like the mom was cute. I love seeing how understated they decorate um, London homes because they're trying to make it classier. What does that say about the uh, American <laughs> holiday? But I love a London town home and the inside of Graham Savoy's house just felt like tastefully done. It felt like um, when we had uh, the Will Kemp Reshmachetti, what do you call this, holiday movie last year because... It they, when they had that party in the house, like it wasn't over the top decorated, mm-hmm. and it just feels very London, and I love that shit about this. Clearly, you can see they were shooting in London because they would shoot on the streets in Notting Hill, and you'd see the post, you know, the, the street signs, very, very London. Honestly, I so much going on here too between his injury, her dad having like a whatever, her having two jobs to choose from, the sister and her having a falling out because she was sure that the sister was like whatever and then they have this like oh i'm gonna take you to the stadium and you're gonna see like where i play and she has this like (laughs) wide-eyed look and she plays football with him and whatever i just she didn't she lacked the whimsy apart from the sister becoming the lead i could think of like seven thousand other girls that would have done this justice and i kind of feel bad because these are my tropes you know, like how dare they? How dare they? They wasted it on such a meh girl. Because William Mosey wasn't terrible. He was actually okay. I liked him. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was pretty good. He was quite effective with like the you know, aw shucks, telling the paparazzi to not take my picture. Aw shucks, I like this girl, she doesn't know who I am. Aw shucks, I'm getting older, but I wanna fulfill my dream of playing in the Champions League with my you know, my dad's dream. So like it is quite through to like a soccer like the soccer details here were quite authentic and that's why I was just like fuck can we have a like I don't know okay maybe she's too old already but like Rachel A. Cook like she's super good in these or like I don't know Amanda Schull or oh my god our favorite Joey King like you know like Hunter Hunter Hunter. King whoops whoops the (laughs) other sister not Joey King Joey King is never in Hallmark but Hunter Hunter King would have been perfect for this Mm. and it just makes me sad so could have been should have been whatever oh one thing I noticed in this movie was that they were really heavy on the pop culture references (laughs) they they talked about Harry Styles yeah uh, Roy Kent Roy Obviously Kent. Oh, they brought up Ted yes, Lasso of here Ted Lasso That, that, that kind of surprised me Because it, it's obviously Ted Lasso But make it Hallmark But also make it Notting Hill To me uh, This felt, Okay If Holiday Hotline Felt like it was um, <laughs> Written by AI To me This is like Wattpad But make it Hallmark <laughs> And Wattpad has such Potential <laughs> 
I was gonna say Wattpad, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way. Because yeah, Wattpad can be quite, you know, <laughs> titillating. Yeah, I and do, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. This was nothing but it. It was far from titillating. I remember the days when I would look up fanfiction.net, like Twilight fanfic, and go right. fucking bananas over them. Like I would print the. Sh- I would print it. I would print it and publish it myself because I liked it that much. And this had nothing. This had nothing on it. I can write better fanfic than this and I, I and I have I'm kidding and not not better just fanfic so coming from someone um, that knows this I'm I'm disappointed by the way the they they did finally get merry christmas happy holidays by insync <laughs> but by david version. <laughs> oh my god did i write that down i think i messaged you that right i'm like what the fuck they only had budget for so the David Archuleta version. So, it was so bad. Um, Sarah Ramos, I'm sorry to say, belongs with Carlo Marx or Dan Janot. You know what? That, that, she's in that league. <laughs> but you know what? Let's I, I don't want to give up on them because we remember Jesse Schramm and Chandler Massey. They were um, never okay. in our good graces. So maybe next one, year. One, one flame is burning for them. <laughs> <laughs> all right you guys we've gotten through the naughty list but don't worry we actually have some nice ones so when we're back uh the rest of the movies from countdown to christmas on but make it homer we're back at but make it hallmark and now we're talking about are mid movies. We're going into the middle range of the Thanksgiving movies, and we're starting with Letters to Santa, starring Katie Leclerc and Rafael de la Fuente. When young siblings receive a magic pen from Santa that appears to be granting wishes, they request a Christmas gift they want more than anything for their separated parents to reunite. How do they not give this movie to Nikita Loach? That's what I'm asking. <laughs> I thought she was queen of couples Couple in trouble, TM. <laughs> maybe, maybe Katie Leclerc is like a princess of couples in trouble. Maybe, maybe. To begin with, this isn't a trope that I like at uh, all. So when I when I saw this movie come up, I was like, ah, I, I, I think it, it has so many elements working against it there's magical realism and then there's like an already married couple there are kids but you know what I did actually pay attention because I thought Rafael de la Fuente was uh, quite (laughs) hot question yeah do you watch Dynasty? no I don't okay that is very clear to me now okay I, I will get into it later. Go ahead, continue. Oh no! <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm now I'm wondering what happened. All right, okay. So they're 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 a husband and wife separated, and they have those uh, therapy sessions like we saw last year. I would I want to say with Christopher Palaha, Palaha and right? Marisol. Yeah, that's right. But it but it wasn't um it wasn't comedy, Ugh. not really. It wasn't heavy, but it wasn't comedy either. This is all about family dynamic. And I guess it was cute that the kids wanted their parents back in trouble. Back in trouble, sorry. Back together. (laughs) Rock and slip. (laughs) Kind of like parent trap, I guess. And of course, they bring in other people, like uh, the Zumba instructor slash... uh, gift shop was it a gift gift shop assistant and a british editor or writer mm-hmm. so so there are foils here who are supposed to like you know ignite some jealousy so that the couple wants to get back together it's predictable in that way and that's all <laughs> He sang, by the way, at the end. And I I was, I kind of cringed. I was cringing. So literally, that's my note. Um, Cringy singing. So I watched Dynasty. Mm -hmm. And on Dynasty, this guy plays a gay guy. Oh! (laughs) And that's why I was so confused. I was like, wait, he's straight? Because he's quite gay in Dynasty. And I'm like, I wonder, I wonder... No, he's probably straight. He's probably straight, right? I, I mean, couple trouble is never our favorite trope. And precocious kids all the more. That brainstorm session in the end where they were like, let's help mom figure out this, like, whatever. I, it just wasn't doing it for me. I do like the insinuation of cheating, though. Because that mm-hmm. was interesting of a, 
you know, left of center, you know, throw a wrench into the whole madness of this. The GM and the British illustrator or whatever he was were interesting um, cheat mates, fake cheat mates, because obviously uh, I bet they end up together in the end. But <sighs> this girl... Is oh no gosh. is not a Nikki Deloach. There, that's the nice mm. thing I'll say about it. Mm-hmm. She's not a Nikki Deloach, and I felt like this was already such a heavy movie that we needed it to be with someone more skilled. I guess, okay. like I'm thinking, Pascal could Pascal have done this? Uh, I, I have know. a suggestion. What's your suggestion? Now that you brought up Rafael de la Fuente in Dynasty, maybe it could be Luke McFarlane in him. Yeah, and that couple in trouble would be nice to watch. Yes, mm-hmm. an actual like Jonathan Bennett does not have to be the only gay man on yeah. this channel. Wait, is there a gay movie this year? I no. don't know. Ah, interesting. Interesting. Not yet. Not yet. We still have time. Yeah, we still have time. Okay, so we we haven't checked out the whole lineup, but yeah, I I do appreciate normalizing therapy, and so that part I'm like, okay, that's good. I, I do. I did like the grandma meddling and really trying to, you know, give everything to her grandkids. That was nice, and it was also nice when she was able to confront and, and talk to Katie Leclerc's character in the end about why all the money was in the restaurant. Blah blah blah. Um, so there were moments of like realism that I appreciate that we don't usually see, and I think they were an interracial couple, right? Because it was like a very like Mexican family, and she seemed at least she presented as white to me. Yeah. So I don't know. So there's that dynamic too. I, well, this is our number five, would you believe? Uh, so that <laughs> says something. I think this is like half naughty, half nice. Like I wouldn't, I don't think I'm going to watch this again. That's the thing. Yeah, same, um, same, same. But I also wasn't angry at it and I wasn't necessarily disappointed in it either. I was just like, okay, sure. Cool, cool, cool. Enjoy yourselves. But can you um, imagine if the girl was Chelsea Hobbs? <gasps> I'd be throwing a fit. So, Katie Leclerc, not bad. It's okay. To be fair, Chelsea Hobbs. Oh, that can be a lesbian movie. Chelsea Hobbs, Katie Leclerc. Kidding. We have so many lesbian ideas. Actually, this is true. Uh, Which also coincides with that uh, Spotify meme of, like, everybody in Burlington. Because I I got, like, the Burlington. Oh, you you Yeah, and then they said, like, a lesbian commune. Anyway, moving (laughs) on. Hi from Cambridge. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Our... Sixth, oh my goodness, our sixth movie from Countdown to Christmas. Guys, this is really a packed week, and I'm surprised Chingai and I were on top of it. But it's called Holiday Road and apparently uh, inspired by a true story. What? Okay, so starring Sarah Koenig and Warren Christie. When bad weather leaves each of them stranded at the airport for the holidays, a tech entrepreneur, a travel writer, a devoted mother, and her son, a stubborn senior, an an enigmatic woman with a hint of mystery, a couple traveling from Hong Kong, and a social media influencer all agree to rent a shared van to embark on a road trip to Denver. When their unexpected journey brings them into uncharted territory, they navigate a series of misadventures together. Um, mouthful because this is definitely the ensemble love actually but make it hallmark uh, trope of the season Warren Christie we last saw him or at least I last remember him with CCB in that terrible 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 oh, terrible 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 terrible, terrible the worst that Christmas my... movie of all time Wizard of Oz my back to the screen movie so this was such a refreshing thing to see him in he still played cocky he still played brash he always has that suaveness to him so I'm like all right, kid, enjoy yourself. Sarah Koenig, I'm sure we've seen her in something else. Um, And I I couldn't, I kept trying to place her. Where have we seen this girl? But I wasn't necessarily feeling it. Oh, she was in Vampire Diaries. No wonder she looks super familiar. Together, I felt like neither of them stood out. And I guess that was the point because it was an ensemble movie. There were way too many characters, but shockingly, they did give everyone a time to shine the cast was cute um i felt like obviously they did the asian bit away a bit uh cringy as an asian living in an asian country hearing cantonese or mandarin speaking it is way less stilted than that and so i was just like all right wait wait to lean into that trope but interesting to see golden dragon's son or whatever in this movie so that was a nice i guess reveal in the end of like oh it was a bad relationship with their kid um 
So apart from that cringy Asian representation, which I'm like, am I supposed to be happy? Am I supposed to be happy with that Asian representation? Okay, whatever. Um, I did like Dusty and the Single Mom of like how she fake stole the money and then gave it back in the end. Like that one was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. I don't mind that one. The adoption, again, there was an adoption here. Uh, I couldn't quite understand whether they were trying to pair the adoption son with the social media influencer because I felt like there was such a big age differential there that I was like, what is happening here? I'm not going to hate too much on her, but the influencer really got on my nerves. And yet, the sum of these terrible parts apparently make a quite entertaining movie. Road trips are always tricky because you have so much time in the car that, like, what are you just going to travel to, like, different Christmas traditions? Because that's what I was thinking. They would end up in, like, village to village doing stupid Christmas shit. And they did a bit. They did it in that one town where they did the elf whatever the vignettes in between of like what does Christmas mean to you from the social media influencer were like okay nice breaks but she really was not doing it for me at all and from there alone I was just like why am I bothering why am I bothering with this oh my god this kind of sounds like a naughty and nice mix again so shit does that mean six out of the eight were like "Mm -mm -mm." so the last thing I just want to call out is that in the end, so the, oh, so while they're in the car, while they're in the car, they're all testing the dating app questions of Warren Christie's dating app. And I kind of understood that he was seeing someone because there was someone in Denver that he was visiting. And then if you see him in his Denver house, they kind of zoom out and she's there in the background all birdie. So was she just a sister? Was she just like a relative? Because I don't think they were actually together together. So he was just like... I don't know, misrepresenting himself. Because then in the very end, he goes on a helicopter to reach the summit to profess his love for her. I was like, what? Where did this... I know they were like talking about grand gestures, the old clay, whatever, whatever. But I'm like, this feels totally off topic and unforeseen in a non-good way. So, yeah, I... I'm confused. Uh, Still okay in the grand scheme of ensemble movies. This was the Christmas of the Golden Dragon, right? Like the intersecting stories and Asian representation. But yeah, Uh, the karaoke scene made me cringe. Bye-bye. Chingai. I am so surprised that the social media influencer was okay with me. I had no problems with her. And I know that everyone did because like I went on Reddit and everyone just hated her. Oh. And normally I would I think I would be annoyed, but, but I wasn't. Oh my Actually, god. Christmas I, I, miracle. She was fine. Uh, the, the the mom of the adopted son felt Ugh. a bit a bit of a Karen to me. Yeah. But you know what? Like after everything and she <laughs> She brings him to his biological mother and they hug. I actually cried. Oh, wow. I cried. <laughs> I cried. You, you can tell what part of my cycle I'm at. <laughs> I cried when, when the, the golden dragon kid <laughs> and his parents were reunited. Okay. I was even pleased to hear the Cantonese accent. <laughs> Okay. Like, wow, I, I haven't been in Hong Kong in over 10 years. So refreshing I, to hear. <laughs> I guess this is your holiday hotline where you like it and I don't. I actually... Interesting. The, the thing is, I did not pay any attention to the romance. <laughs> and like all the other side stories. See, I, I... Oh my God, Patty. By the way, talking about the side characters. Dusty and his friend, the girl who sang. She yeah. sang Amazing Grace. yeah, yeah. She's the girl from Chesapeake Shores who's in the band no. with, with, what's with his Chase? name, Jesse. Yeah. Chase, what? <laughs> Remember, the girl kept coming and Megan Ori was so jealous of her. The girl with the big hair. She still has big hair. That's her. Yeah. Because I was like, wow, she, this, this, this woman can sing. So I, I went on idea, IMDB. It's like, oh my God, it's, it's just her. a picture. woman. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I was invested in all the, this, this didn't happen last year with Golden Dragon. I, I barely looked at the screen for that movie and I was quite riveted by, by this movie. Yeah. Except for the romance. And I was thinking, okay, I think Warren Christie's fine. I think it was it was Sarah that just didn't 
I, I feel like she was a non-entity in this movie. I mean, so I was thinking, okay, who? Who, who would who, make this better? Who? And my bitch is Patty Murin, Ooh. who is always a side character. <gasps> but then if you... if So I think she would work well with the ensemble. Yes! And she would be good as the lead here. That or another blonde Cindy Busby. Because <laughs> I didn't like... I didn't like her movie. Actually, the Patty, the Patty Murin one was is a really good suggestion mm. because she does work as a quote unquote bit character and has comedic yeah. timing, and this is what the movie needed. So, Patty Murin, hit us up. Clearly, you and Warren Christie are apparently MFEO. So, who knows? Mm-hmm. All right, uh, here we go. These were the two, I guess, polarizing movies of one liking and one not liking. And uh, don't worry, you guys, because when we're back. Movies seven and eight are definitely, most definitely on the nice list when we're back on But Make It Hallmark. We're finally on the nice list for this week's But Make It Hallmark episode. Let's kick it off with Haul Out the Holly Lit Up, starring Lacey Chabert, Wes Brown, Stephen Tobolowski, Melissa Peterman, Ellen Travolta, Seth Morris, and Jennifer Aspen. As the holidays approach, Emily and Jared are looking forward to celebrating the holidays together again, this time as a couple. Emily, now embracing Evergreen Lane's uniquely festive spirit, is ready to work with Jared, Ned, Mary Louise, and Pamela to make this year's Christmas celebrations the best yet, even if being the HOA president's girlfriend doesn't stop those dreaded decorating citations. When a house on the block goes up for sale, it causes quite a stir with residents. When the soon-to-be neighbors turn out to be holiday royalty, it looks like this year's competition is about to heat up. As the welcome committee prepares for the new arrivals, only one thing is certain. This Christmas, Evergreen Lane is going to slay. Who's moving into the house next door? Here they come! We have a visual. They're reality show celebrities? Nobility. Royalty. Can you imagine the roof cred they're going to bring to Evergreen Lane? Roof cred? I have a little bit of a competitive streak. The snowball fights mental after you finish. You will. I barely have notes for this because I was I was completely caught up in the actual movie. Haul Out the Holly was such a good comedy from last year because it was so ridiculous. It's Hallmark making fun of Hallmark and everyone's so serious about how much they love Christmas. And, and you know, they, they, they just really threw themselves into these roles. I mean, seeing Lacey Chabert was always such a, a romantic yeah. lead. Just, just going full Mean Girls here with Wes Brown as well, you know, getting out of his Christmas at Graceland character and just totally being like a, a, a total nerd. It's so much fun to watch. And again, we get an ensemble, the whole neighborhood coming together. They used to be um, at war, but now they're all working together and then throw in the Jolly Johnsons. Is that what they're called? Yes. The new neighbors who are worse, who are worse than them slash better than them because uh, they're reality TV stars who take Christmas even more seriously than everyone. So it's like a a neighbor versus neighbor thing where they try to one-up each other, but they also desperately want um, the approval of, of these reality TV stars. It's just so much fun to watch there's so many digs thrown at each other here where they make fun of christmas at graceland for example <laughs> and 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 i remember nate uh lacy chabert's character's uh passion for for nickelback that's brought up again <laughs> Chad it, it's just it's so funny uh wes brown gets a nickname jingle jared and he loves it wes brown also likes to massage lacy's shoulders here like he keeps he keeps needing her (laughs) (laughs) she's wearing off shoulders of course of course and she's also wearing tartan which is a callback to merry scottish christmas but it, it it looks great she looks so lovely I love this movie. It was so much fun. I know we don't get Christmas house anymore. R.I.P. Mm. R.I.P. indeed. But at least we have this. And I don't know. I mean, this can just... This can technically go on forever. Oh, yeah. This is... If 
this can just take the place of the time for X to come home, <laughs> I, <laughs> I have wish. no complaints. You wish. We wish. Honestly. <laughs> no, this really did feel like the, the replacement for Christmas House. And I do wish they bring back Christmas House because Anna Ayora and her husky voice always deserves a spot in our hearts. But... Haul Out the Holly Lit Up was such a nice second movie because we've already established all the characters. Stephen Tobolowski is just a comedic genius and the fact that he is in a Hallmark movie for us is insane. I love all the side characters. I love how they were training her for this silly game of like, you know, knowing trivia, how to make a gingerbread house, how to make Christmas wreaths, how to make Christmas cocktails, um, how to like shave ice. Like it was just so ridiculous that it felt comforting because this is how you do comedy on Hallmark. You have to go all in. It is, it is literally the go big or go home. And then you add in the Jolly Johnsons who honestly I wanted to kill. And that's the point. <laughs> you should want to kill them because they have to be even more over the top. And how can you be more over the top than from, um, what is it, from something to Chappette? Like the, the height of the, you know, the, the soldiers they have on their, their stoops, like, I really, really enjoyed it. I think the one thing I want to call out is that because it was such an ensemble, because it was so good at the comedic chops that maybe they didn't get to give enough time to the actual romance, she did get an engagement in this movie. And so probably didn't have enough time anymore. I mean, shout out to Lacey and all her off-the-shoulder sweaters because she is single-handedly carrying, you know, the garment industry on her bare shoulders. <laughs> but I wish we had seen a little bit more of the romance, but I get why they couldn't give it much more time. Which makes me think that the third movie in this trilogy could definitely be The Wedding, the wedding. right? Now it's wedding prep. Obviously, they're going to have a Christmas wedding. Obviously, it's going to be nuts because, you know, HOA precedent. I really like how Wes Brown is just leaning into the dad bod. Um, Wes Brown, who is, now I know, 1.91 cm. <laughs> I am that, 1.91 meter. Tall. He is really tall. He is second tall less in the um, HCU, and he is as tall as Palaha, who we'll talk about in a bit, which makes sense. But he doesn't look that tall, even if Lacey's so tiny, because of the slight dad bod, which oh. I feel for him because they should give this guy some justice. He's actually like, he's come into like leading man material with this mm -hmm. comedy. And it's not easy to do comedy on Hallmark because we're also used to like treacly, dramatic, adoption, couple trouble. But this one is zany. This one is insanity, honestly. Like you could not mad libs the plot line of this into something real. And yet they do it quite naturally. So I, I really appreciated that about this. I really like how they brought in Lacey's parents. They brought back yeah. Lacey's parents in the end to help yeah. them uh, to, to help give them an extra boost in order to beat the Charlie Johnson. That was a that was a nice touch. And I think if we're correct and they're going to be doing the wedding next year, then we're going to be seeing them again. So it's oh, nice to have them sure. have them back here. The fact that we know different details about all the side characters, like how, you know, the bend and snap blonde lady, who I, I know she's not that, but um, how she's always, you know, winning the cookie the uh, contest and how she's just like this over the top lady and how she and like Stephen Tobolowski can have some like love hate. I don't know what going on or how the grandma and grandpa are like secret alcoholics, like serious stuff, but funny. <laughs> and like, I just, I like that. I also, I got jarred a bit because I'm like, who is this extra brunette? Oh, that's the mom of Wes Brown. <laughs> She does. Here we go again with like, she is not old enough to be Wes Brown's mother. <laughs> but no wigs, no wigs for anyone. So you know what? I won't complain. Honestly, nope. this one feels like a non Hallmark movie, and that like you could put it in like a Netflix uh, mm -hmm. lineup, and it wouldn't stand out like a sore thumb. Mm -hmm. So that's super kudos to Lacey and Wes Brown and the whole cast because they, they're they doing it well. May, do not cancel this the way you canceled Christmas House after two. Give us a trilogy. This is Lacey we're talking about. She is your queen. Give her some more. She needs comedic chops. I love it. And of course, are you ready? <laughs> I am ready. My body is ready. My mind is ready. But I actually was not ready when I watched A Biltmore Christmas. The banner headline, all the lights. Um, we're on for this movie 
uh, starring Bethany Joy Lenz, Christopher Palaha, Jonathan Frakes, and Roberto Pic- Robert Picardo. Lucy Hardgrove is a screenwriter who lands the job of a lifetime when she's hired to pen the script for a remake of the beloved holiday movie classic, His Merry Wife! Exclamation point, which was filmed in 1947 at the beautiful, historic Biltmore House. When the head of the studio isn't satisfied with the ending Lucy wrote because it deviates from the original's feel-good conclusion, he sends Lucy to Biltmore Estate for research and inspiration. While there, she unwittingly discovers the ability to travel to the 1947 set of His Merry Wife through the help of an hourglass. While on set, she and Jack Houston, one of the film's stars, spend time together and become close. But her sudden appearance has set off a chain of events that put the production in jeopardy. Before she can return to the present, Lucy must make things right or threaten to alter her future forever. Our guests often feel as if they've been transported to another time. The hourglass was sitting there. I turned it over and it brought me here. Journey back. I look just like Jack Houston. I am him. Ash. To a golden age. Who are you really? A romance as grand and magical as Biltmore itself. This isn't real. I feel like I have always meant to know you. A Holy fucking shit. This is the Banner movie. This is what the Rockettes movie wanted to be last year. <laughs> And failed, clearly. And you know what's funny? Is it's by the same director. So second time is the charm. He did it. Clearly, he's a period piece guy, apparently. And I'm all for it. I was a bit skeptical. I'm always scared when you do a period piece. I I remember that Brendan Penny one, which he did. And I was like, the World War II one. one. The Rockettes one didn't do it for me. And finally, 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 they got it right. Because who the fuck knew that Christopher Palaha, second tallest in the Hallmark Cinematic <laughs> Universe at also 1.91M, and his broad shoulders, and how good he looks with his hair slicked back, and those large old-timey coats, can do so well as a lumang tao, as an old person <laughs> in the HCU. He got the lingo right. He got the look right. He got the kid. Like, here's looking at you, kid. Vibe of it. And he did it so well. Like, I'm surprised he's a present times guy, actually, because he fit in so well with the old timiness of this. This is magical realism done incredibly well because she doesn't just get stuck there. She gets to travel back and forth through the trope of the, you know, the hourglass and, you know, the breaking of the hourglass and all that. And then she has her side character friend who's a tourist who is like, helping her along the way. So all the characters did a good part. Then we go to Bethany Joy Lenz. Honestly, queen of Hallmark. I know we put Lacey as like, you know, the official queen, but Bethany Joy Lenz in any movie always hits it out of the park. There is not, I cannot recall. Yeah, there was that writer one with um, the guy from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where I was a bit like, mm, maybe, maybe not. But no, Bottled with Love, Unexpected Christmas, Five Star Christmas, built more Christmas. This girl is the queen of holiday movies because it's always hitting it out of the park. And she, again, brings this je ne sais quoi and beautiful coats, that last coat she was wearing. I want that hot pink coat. This modern gal going back in time and saying like, I watched His Girl Friday so many times I can fit in. And she did. And I really liked how she had a mission of like understanding why the script was the way it was, but it didn't stop them from having authentic conversations, DM. It didn't stop them from actually falling in love. This had a lot of plot points going on from magical realism to writing the script to, you know, whatever else. And yet they still found time to focus on the romance, which is what we're there for. Shout out to, uh, I mean, Asheville, if you watch all the ads. Asheville, North Carolina, where the Biltmore is. It's apparently the biggest estate in, like, the U.S., whatever. But it was giving me Downton Abbey Gilded Age vibes, which I am a huge fan of. And so they really brought to life how she was so freaked out of seeing old-timey folks moving back into the present, old-timey folks moving back to the present. And that one scene in the end where they do the split screen of both of them checking into their hotel room and then lying on their beds. Like, I love that shit. And they did it so well. I mean, Palaha in cosplay, I, I, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm feeling too much. And once again, a 191 man and 
you know, Bethany Joy Lentz in her petite glory. This is height differential troping for me, and this is my favorite. And so anytime she would just gaze up at him, anytime he would ask her like her favorite, like guessing her favorite color, getting to know her in this very wholesome way, but you know there was something deeper underneath. And finally, in the reveal in the end of he died, quote unquote, sorry, spoilers, because he came to the future to be with her. And honestly, I was choking up. And that kiss in the end, I don't know how they managed it. She's so small. He's so tall. I love it. I love it. I love it. Built more Christmas. Finally, finally a period piece done right. And of course, it would be right because it is Palaha and Bethany Joylands. I'm in love. I have a theory about this movie. So Bethany Joylands does a transatlantic accent. <laughs> like as it's she has she it's her shtick. In Bottled with Love, she does it. And she does it also in Snowden Christmas with Andrew Walker. So I have a feeling like the cast members and the behind the scenes people know about this transatlantic <laughs> accent and they're like we should we should actually use this for a movie and so <laughs> that's how they built they built the whole plot around that that's just that's just my my theory but also Olaha does time travel in uh-huh. Wonder Woman sort of but not because he he does play uh, Chris Pine but not right yeah so it, it's very similar to me I mean that that's Aesthetic. 80s and this is 40s yeah. but it's like kind of like bringing him into a different time yeah. sort of and I I never realized how much I like broad shoulders until, <laughs> until I saw Christopher Palaha on screen he also does the transatlantic <sighs> accent too well although I did get a message from our friend Micah who said I think they're overdoing it no <laughs> Come on, Micah. Fall in love a little. No. Okay. Well, I think as far as Hallmark goes, it it was done well because, you know, we we could have had the rockets. Exactly. Um, The the hourglass looks like it was the same prop from A Timeless Christmas (laughs) with, uh, what's his name? Ryan Pavey. Cornflower. Yeah, with with Ryan Pavey. It was so nice to see. I love period movies. I love Gilded Age and Downton Abbey and, and all these, like, greatest states I love it and they could have easily done wrong in this way this movie but they everything was so rich the The story was rich the costumes were the the trailer of his merry wife was like perfect perfect perfection because that's exactly how old movies are those movie trailers go from the 40s I have no complaints no notes actually there were a lot of I think there were a lot of callbacks did you catch the You've Got Mail one Uh, she was she was at the dining room okay and and he comes over to her and asks her ask her if if her date's coming or something it's exactly the Tom Hanks Meg Ryan scene at Cafe Lalo in You Got Mail (laughs) where they're seated back to back in the chairs and then he comes over Uh, so yeah Sandra Bullock her name was Sandra Bullock that was so funny yeah, and then I, I feel like the the addition of the fangirl slash tourist yeah. slash uh, Bethany Joylands that was really uh, that was a good device because I think she just represents all of us. Exactly, we're dying. Yeah, I forgot to mention, and I can't believe I forgot to mention that the movie within the movie, the remake of His Merry Wife with Wes Brown and Rachel Boston. Oh my gosh, end, yes, was such a nice cameo treat. Honestly, the blonde lady that was playing Ava, I kept thinking, is this Rachel Boston with a blonde wig? Because kind of looked like her, but not, but kind of did. And then, of course, they did show the real Rachel Boston in the end. And just ah, beautiful. Like, all these little touches, you know, were incredibly well done. The, the tour guide, I don't know, estate guy, um, <laughs> had this very, like, dignified thing about him. He's, like, um, who's the guy, who's the guy in, in Downton Abbey? Uh, Carson. Right? He's Carson. He's Carson. Yeah. And yeah. he did it so well. Like, mm-hmm. who are these Very people? dignified. Very mm-hmm. dignified. And so mm-hmm. I... And then, of course, there's the, you know, their entire plot line of, like, trying to replace Ava and, you know, Mr. Balaban and seeing him as a child and, you know, mm-hmm. discovering that in the end, you know, the, the, the alternate ending was actually what it was. So just delightful finally period done right of course we loved uh timeless christmas as well but that was more like he came into the future rather than she went in the past right so 
This one, whenever they go into the past, it has not worked. At least finally, third time is the charm. Christopher Palaha charming the panties off me once again with that slick back hair and that very, 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 very broad shoulders. So kudos, a, Hallmark. J- James Dean daydream. J- look in his eyes. In his eyes. <laughs> and he's got that red lip classic. Um, so her, her dress is also just perfection. That last Also, different hair this time. Yes. With a shorter, with a middle part. I love very it. Very nice. Very chic with her black turtleneck. Yes! Looks with jeans. her jeans. Very pepper. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. like, just, ah. Guys, we can look <laughs> poetic. Clearly, we're in love with this. If anything, out of the eight, obviously, watch these last two. But watch Biltmore Christmas, guys. It is a classic. And it is coming into my all-time grades. BLJ does it again. Um, we love her. I love her. Do you know that they actually put this movie on NBC Peacock? Oh. Mm. So, like that thing you said about um, Haul Out the Hall, yeah. feeling like it could fit in the a Netflix dashboard. Biltmore Christmas literally does fit <gasps> in NBC. So, this is a like <laughs> major, yeah. This is huge, and it can. Christopher Palau's broad shoulders can carry this, so I am confident. Guys, when we're back, we will never ever end an episode without our favorite segment holiday edition of Mary Kill after the break. are back welcome back to but make it hallmark honestly chingai i don't know how we made it through eight movies this week and uh not all great but lots of nice ones too but now we've reached our favorite segment of this episode it is of course the holiday edition of Mary kill it doesn't mean just because there's more that we'll want to fuck more in fact we may want to kill more but let's see let's see let's see let me start I think you know who I'm killing. I am doing a double murder of Sarah Ramos and Dan Jeanette because <laughs> they can just die in a fire together. Honestly, I could not be bothered. Dan Jeanette just... I can't be bothered to know his name, one. I can't be bothered to watch his movie. I can't believe I watched it at 1x speed. Um, but obviously, I was doing chores and just like... I didn't turn my back to it, to be fair. But yeah, walang amor amor. Really, just nothing. It's giving nothing. And so I'm killing him. And Sarah, sorry. Sarah just destroyed my favorite trope, so fuck her. No, I'm not fucking her. I want to kill her. Sorry. (laughs) To be clear, to be clear, I'm killing her. I have a controversial one for this. I'm killing Luke McFarlane. Because Luke, you should have known better. (laughs) You've done well in the past. Like, why? Why why did this happen? You should have done better for yourself, done better for us. You should have known better. Oh my God. I... Is this the first time we're killing him? I think it's the first time I'm killing him. Yeah. Guys, because, this is because, monumental. You know, potential wasted. She wasn't even Manas and he wasted yeah. it. So. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I am fucking Graham Savoy. <laughs> William Of Mosley. course you are. I'm, guys, I've always wanted to be the non-showbiz girlfriend of a celebrity and right now a football star for sure. Um, I am going to be such a good soap. And no, not a wag, a soap, meaning um, significant others and partners. <laughs> We're trying to be representative here uh, on Stocking Spurs. But yeah, Graham Savoy, I want to live in London. He is my London boy. I had, I know London boy is about Joe Alwyn, who we now cannot name in the Taylor Swift cinematic universe. And so I'm Graham sorry, Savoy. I love Joe Alwyn. I know. I know you do. You don't like a puppy. I love Travis Kelsey. So sorry, Mm. girl. Um, But yeah, I love London Boy. (laughs) London Boy is one of my favorite songs. And honestly, it was playing in my head the whole movie because I'm like, shortage, all of this. Love it, love it, love it. So yeah, fucking Graham Savoy. I get an EPL player as a boyfriend. Fuck yeah. Okay, he may be gay in Dynasty, Uh but I'm still fucking (laughs) Rafael and if he's gay in real life, that's okay too. Why not? I mean, it's it's just a fling. It's just a little fuck then. Yeah, I, I'm yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Just a single dad to fuck. Why I not? mean, if if we want to make it a threesome, we can bring in that dad 
the dad. What was he a dad? The one from the Emma movie, the Valentine's Day movie. Remember <gasps> that? Yes, yes, yes. He was. And make that it like guy a Mexican fiesta. Yeah. Oh my God! This is a burrito I wouldn't mind yeah. being in. Mm-hmm. Hello, fajitas. Um, good job. I, I support yeah. this. That guy was really cute, actually. Mm-hmm. The the Emma. Anyway, okay. Well, <laughs> I think we're having a double marriage here, sister wife. Are we both marrying Christopher Palaha? No, we're not. Oh. <gasps> <laughs> Well, I am marrying Christopher Palaha, and I have no regrets. I want to wake up and lean on those shoulders. I want to be embraced by this man. I want to be literally swept off my feet. Um, I love Christopher Palaha. And uh, ever since Double Holiday, he has not left my mind and my heart and clearly everything else. So Biltmore Christmas just sealed the deal. I am marrying Chris Palaha. Who are you marrying, girl? I'm marrying Brendan Penny because there is a law. There is a law. I forgot about the movie. I am very loyal. (laughs) So anytime Brendan Penny shows up, regardless of the movie, regardless of him being a dad, (laughs) I'm going to marry him. And so we will attend your Biltmore wedding. Oh, you're super invited. Um, Mm -hmm. Can we not invite the adopted kid? Kidding, 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 kidding. (laughs) No children. (laughs) No children at my Biltmore wedding. No, I've forgotten that Brendan Penny had a fucking movie this uh, week. Anyway, you guys, thank you so much for joining us uh, and slogging through all eight movies. Honestly, it was a, there were times when I was questioning why we do this. (laughs) And then we get to the gems like Biltmore Christmas and Hole at the Holly Lit Up. And I'm like, yes, this is why we do it it's hallmark is still despite this naughty list this week they are at their finest and they are hitting it out of the ballpark and i'm so excited i hope it's not all downhill from the thanksgiving um weekend because we still have halfway a little less than halfway to go before we hit the end in our hanukkah movie so excited for those chingai thank you Thank you. If you're not following us on our socials, please do at But Make It Hallmark on Instagram and at Make It Hallmark on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. Tell us your thoughts, your favorites, your hates. And we hope to see you guys next time because holy shit, we still have a a long way to go. Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas.